0: On CityCast Madison.
1: On our hot dogs, on our bratwurst, mustard is so cool. Never mayo, never ketchup, they're against the rules.
0: It's Thursday, so we're dishing on Madison's food scene. And of course, we had to visit the Mustard King. Each day this week, we've hit some of Madison area's most popular tourist attractions with one question. As a local, is it worth the hype? Today is our last stop, for now, to the National Mustard Museum in downtown Middleton. Their claim to fame? The world's largest collection of mustards. Founded by Barry Levinson, it features mustard from every state and 70 countries. I'm here sniffing it out with producers Molly Stentz and Dylan Brogan. Come with us. It's Thursday, July 13th. I'm Bianca Martin, and it's Tourist Trap Week. Hey, Molly.
2: How's it going?
0: Hey, Dill.
2: Hello. I relish being here.
1: (laughs) You seem surprised.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I'm catching up.
1: Oh, my goodness. So many puns. Dijon. The Dylan. Where to begin? Okay. Well, let's begin at the beginning, which is that the Mustard Museum is no longer in Mount Horeb, where it used to reside. It is now in downtown Middleton, which is currently under a little bit of construction. But it is very easy to get to. It's very prominent. There's a big sign right in downtown Middleton. And it is... Indeed, a museum, whereas I feel like the original OG incarnation of the World Famous Mustard Museum was, in fact, a store (laughs) that sold a lot of mustard, whereas now they actually do have a basement that is filled with random mustard jars, fun facts about mustard, and some educational displays. What'd you think?
2: I actually was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It's funny that we think of it as the Mount Horeb Mustard Museum, but it's been in Middleton for more than a decade now, and I think they did kind of make it a little bit more legit museum-wise, because downstairs is a non-profit museum, and upstairs is a for-profit mustard store. And and it's kind of nice that they're together. Yeah. So if you like mustard, it's a free museum, I guess the best part for me was I, this Barry Levinson. I think he is really hard to separate out from the, founder. the museum himself because he is the founder and curator. And I mean, he you got to give him a little credit for finding his thing and then running to it to its absolute and complete extreme in every avenue possible. And do you know the story? Oh, can I tell the story? It's a good story. Please do.
0: Go off. Go off, Dylan.
2: All right. This is the abbreviated version. There's a long <laughs> version. But anyway, Barry, he is originally from Massachusetts, but he was a former assistant attorney general to, for the state of the Wisconsin. He's also a huge Boston Red Sox fan. And as, you, as some people I know, uh, the Boston Red Sox were cursed for a long time. That's no longer the case. But in 1986, the Red Sox seemed poised to win the World Series, but alas, they lost to the Mets in Game 7. And Barry was – it seems very – he was just genuinely devastated as he clearly was a big baseball fanatic. And he was mourning uh, this loss in the World Series. And so um, the quote that he had in his little informational sign was um, he told himself, I need a hobby. I need a hobby, something to distract me from my Red Sox angst. I know I need to collect something. So he goes to, I, it had to have been Woodman's. It just had to have been. He's. He went to Woodman's at 2.38 AM on October 28th, 1986. And he heard voices coming from the mustards. If you collect us, they will come. And he obeyed uh, the that prophecy. And you know what? It the mustard's were right. People did come.
1: Okay, that is not the story I
2: heard. That's official story. It was right there. There was a whole display. We just went to a museum about it.
0: I no. I mean, all of it sounded right, but I did. I have to admit, I stopped reading after halfway through. Are you like embellishing, or that was his?
2: No. The direct quote is: Levinson heard a voice coming from the mustard. So um...
1: the story
0: I heard was that he was a lawyer,
1: as you mentioned, and he was arguing before the Supreme Court, and he had a tiny little jar of mustard in his pocket from the hotel where he had stayed. Why it was in his pocket, I do not know. But apparently he won his case and he attributed his good luck to having this tiny little jar of mustard in his pocket.
2: Sure, I think that holds up, um, but it's not quite the origin story. He clearly was predisposed to mustard, but to me, that story says that he thought that one little bottle was lucky. And it turns out, all of mustard, all of mustard culture.
0: Well, the story I heard was that- You heard
2: a third story? The
0: story I heard was from the woman's bathroom that he was wearing a <laughs> bikini bottom <laughs> and it's a, a buff daddy. <laughs> There's a very funny photo of him. Was that your favorite part? The bathroom? No. no. <laughs> No, but it was it was fun. I I have to admit myself, I left liking it a lot more than when I got there.
1: Maybe we need to settle this score, though, because Dylan, was there indeed a sexy mustard photo in the men's bathroom as well?
2: No. There was, um, and it was in another part of the museum, there was a picture of a Rolling Stone cover from 1996 with Jenny McCarthy on it, in which she's provocatively squeezing a mustard bottle, so I guess...
0: Oh, similar, but... Not him. I tried to ignore <laughs> that. No,
2: it, was, it was not him. there's clearly a funny joke that he was doing. Yeah, Well,
0: so funny joke is like the kind of a good, I feel like that's a good overview of what this place is. Like, it was a slow burn for me, but by the end, <laughs> it was flames. <laughs>
1: he has a sense of humor. This is the guy who appealed to the DOT to let him have the license plate poop on you, which they
0: obliged <laughs> at one point on in time. You. Okay, Barry, we got to talk to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the truth about Barry, you know, I've been working in media a long time, like, man, this guy sends out a hell of a pl- press release all the time and is pretty good at getting press. He's been made it in a trivia pursuit. and Jeopardy! I mean, he's just done a great... He
1: was an answer on Jeopardy!
2: The Mustard Museum. Yeah, he's done such a good job. He's done such a good job promoting this, like in like this poop on you university <laughs> that is like he really has just leaned into that. Like he has funny signs everywhere. He just leans right in. So
0: this is my I favorite like part, two or in addition. But like my walk, like thinking a I didn't like mustard growing up, but I, my tastes have <gasps> evolved in terms of like real mustard. Like me too. I really yeah yeah i'm just like that yellow toxic stuff how about no um and then i got down into the basement and i was like okay this is just i was over it like within like i don't know 30 seconds 45 seconds and then slowly but surely the things that i was reading on the walls there was tons of jokes and like things that just like any possible mustard relation is in that museum like i think it's very comprehensive <laughs> like any way you can think about using mustard ways to interact with mustard and engage with mustard like the quiz about mustard there's a movie theater you know references to clue and kernel mustard and just like ways like medicinal mustard like ways to hype up mustard and like I used to work in a for like a month in Baraboo at this antique store and in those these kinds of places like There's just a bunch of stuff you don't see on first look. And then the longer you're in there, the more things jump out at you. And that's how I felt in this place. Like, I I left the downstairs, like, pretty tickled.
1: My favorite part, I think, was the wall of mustards from around the country. Like, they had shelves and shelves of actual mustard jars categorized by where they were from by state. And so, of course, we had a big old Wisconsin section that was cool. And I kind of love that they let you taste the mustards. They had a mustard tasting bar upstairs, which obviously helped them sell mustard, which is arguably the whole point of the enterprise. But that was cool because they had weird ones, yeah. you know, like Spreckers makes a root beer mustard, which, you know, I've had Spreckers root beer. It's good. I maybe have seen the root beer mustard and been like, that's weird. Like, I kind of want to try it, but I don't know if I want to buy a bottle of it because what if it's gross? And indeed, I tried it and was like, "Okay, glad I did not buy that bottle.
0: Yeah, that was really fun. They had someone named George from Luxembourg. (laughs) They're selling and I think that really sealed the deal for me that I'm like, Y'all are legit. This is very, very fun and good. And they have like, you can try like 30, 40 of them. I feel like they had them all lined up. Some with ginger. Dill pickles. Some with curry. Dylan didn't try any. Yeah,
1: Dylan didn't try any.
2: I like mustard in food, like cooking. I use, you know, I would say more brown mustard or mustard seed I use a lot in cooking. But no, like a pretzel in like any, like just like out of the bottle, no thanks. But I'm weird about food. I thought you were going to get us kicked out of that place. Yeah, I did say I don't want to try any, and he he was cool about it. He called. He said, uh, "You must be in purgatory." Then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I say something annoying and wholesome? Mm. Never. It's just like, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> but. One of the highlights for me was just like, and also just from this whole week, which we're definitely gonna do again and definitely hit up more spots, cause we gotta do that. There's tons more spots to see. Um, was like, it was just kind of lovely to experience something with other people, like obviously with you guys, but with the other people like coming in to learn stuff and just like be open minded and check this little like weird museum that's to me immediately was like, got it (laughs) like my first i was like got it and then i let myself kind of be a little less guarded and start enjoying it and i don't know about you guys i just felt like i liked that throughout the whole thing just seeing other people enjoying something trying something new
2: i like that he barry um the founder convinced the saskatchewan agriculture department to sponsor a whole placard talking about the the canadian mustard fields
1: okay oh is that why it was there pay to play
2: yes yes <laughs> you got to be impressed with that he's hustling for mustard
1: he's a mustard hustler
0: <laughs> i'm a hustler baby
1: he <laughs> claims that he has more than 6000 mustards from all 50 states and more than 80 countries
0: that kind of grossed me out. I'm gonna be honest, but I got over it. Like right off the bat, why? I was just, How? I don't know. There are these old jars of mustard all over the place. But then later, I don't know. I so I told you guys I've had a whole journey with mustard. <laughs> I've had a whole journey in my life. Really, I didn't like it, and now I I really like the real some real stuff.
1: It was taking you back to like old relatives, like musty pantry vibes or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like a bunch of cases of old food. I'm just like, what? Botulism, who? I'm just kidding. (laughs)
2: But... we are not serving it up. I mean, that's like the legit part of the museum is the collection. Like that is, if there was anything legit about this place, it's the collection.
0: Okay. Well, here's to Legitimacy by Dylan Brogan. (laughs) (laughs) My immediate reactions were visceral. But then later, we ended up talking to, you know, George upstairs. And he's like, mustard lasts forever. Like, even when it dries out, you just put water on. I mean, it's probably not, he didn't say for it, yeah. but like for a very long time. So it's, it's a little less creepy to me in that way. And also it's very clean in there. So I'm not trying to be like, eh, there's old mustard everywhere.
1: But there's old mustard everywhere. It's largely vinegar. It's a preservative, essentially. I'm down for weird obsessions around food. I would go to probably pretty much any museum about a singular food item, particularly plant-based. I think I'd be game.
2: And I for people who don't like food like me, um, you could go for all the puns. Like you had a T-shirt that said "Squeeze the Day, Carpe Dijon. Like solid, solid T-shirt there, Barry. Did you get one? No. Um, mm-hmm. I would. I thought about it. <laughs> uh, I don't need a yellow T-shirt. I don't look good in that. Um, and we took the mustard quiz. I would say Bianca was helping us both out, but we both took the mustard quiz right that there was they had a and we I'm not talking about that that was a hard mustard quiz. It was a really hard mustard quiz. We both got ten out of sixteen.
0: It's a great example slash. If you need inspiration, if you're obsessed with something and you want to like make uh make something more of it or make your museum, make anything of it, like go to this museum. There's so many ideas like on ways to like hype something. Like this quiz, there is a, a a toss game. There's a movie theater. There's a sign up for the mustard club list. I do kind of wonder if people just now give him
1: mustard as gifts wherever he goes basically you know how like if you kind of casually mention that you collect something or even you just have a few of something and then your family finds out about it and suddenly every birthday holiday You're the mustard girl you get that thing because people are like oh she likes that thing she likes flamingos okay here you go have a salt and pepper shaker of flamingos
2: People are always giving me podcasts. <laughs> what do you do with them all? Uh,
0: recently, people have been giving me crystals and rock formations. Not mad about that. Keep that coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Keep that coming. Yes. It, nice that it's free. I was. How much would you charge to get into the museum? It is just noting it's free.
0: They only asked for two dollars, which I thought was sweet. And then later, I I did buy products I felt really good at that place so
1: I think they make it back in the mustard prices they had some truffle mustard which I did sample and I did not purchase it was quite pricey mm-hmm. they had a lot of cool looking mustards but yeah I think mm-hmm. they make it back in. The it was described
0: shop. with a flourish he, he told us that's that's um 300 year old French forest ground <laughs> forest dirt decay (laughs) right there in that bottle and I was like wow he's he's really giving us some details here
2: (laughs) well in all of our little tourist trap excursions this is a good place to stop by on the way home because and they were all the mustard museum was on the way home at least for us on all the on all the other destinations we visited and so it's like a nice little capper to a uh, to a fun day trip day Especially if you like mustard, for sure,
0: or likes to cook. Yeah, I thought someone who likes to cook, or maybe someone who likes Jeopardy. Like, obviously, our like, our minds got scratched, and it was fun for us.
1: Trivia, yeah, definitely, yeah. You could you could win some trivia points in there. You could amass some fun facts, for sure. What's your rating?
2: I'm giving it a four out of five. <sighs> uh, old fashions. Um, the only reason why I could sting a little bit was um, you know I didn't want to you guys were having fun and that's great and I can be patient but I could have I could have gotten out of there like 10 minutes sooner
0: oh we knew he did get out of there he waited outside
2: yeah I walked around uh, (laughs) Parmenter Street a little bit so you're right All right, I'll give it no I'll still give it 4 out of 5
1: from a guy who doesn't even like mustard
0: I'm impressed you ended up having fun yeah I had a
2: lot of fun it was a perfect little stop
0: Bianca. Well, I'm about to break the rules and I'm going to give it a 3.5. No, uh, there's uh, no half step in. There is no
1: half step in.
0: Yeah, well, I just partially because I I, I have a hard time with authority and (laughs) it's not a must see. I'm sorry to say that. Well, then give it
2: a three or a two, even. If it's not a must see, I don't know how you give it a three and a half. That's.
0: Well, because I enjoyed it so much. Like the other ones, I'd be like, if I died and I didn't go to those places, I missed out. And this one, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm glad I did see it, but I, I could die not seeing it. Sorry, Barry. Prove me wrong. Like you probably
1: wouldn't have gone on your own.
0: I can't believe it's right there. Like I've been in that area. I didn't even, I didn't know about it before.
1: So this was funny because You know, the whole idea of this week was, I feel like you and I talking and discovering that even though we had both lived here for so long, there were these classic places that everyone knows about that neither of us had been to, which just felt like a shame. I mean, Dylan's been everywhere. This one, I will say, is the only one of the week that I actually had been to, but it was the original one back in the day, which I was not impressed by so because i felt like it was a little bit of a a little bit of a bait and switch because i didn't feel like there was much museumness to it but i will say it has improved greatly over the original so if you were like me and went a million years ago and was like okay whatever dude it's worth the go but i would give it i'd give it a three
2: i had the highest rating and i don't even like mustard really yeah all right well
1: there you have it folks Our tour de tourist trap is complete. What did we miss? Did we get it wrong? Did we surprise you? Let us have it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We're Madison at citycast.fm. Catch you next time.
0: Thanks for coming along on the tour of the National Mustard Museum in downtown Middleton. By the way, have you found us on the socials yet? You should. We're posting pics and vids of all of our adventures and shenanigans. Our handle is at CityCastMadison. Don't miss out. They're really pretty. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Your squad is growing. You know our friends over at Madison Minutes? They're the daily email newsletter company, run by Haley Sperling and Sam Hoisington. Well, we've been working together as supportive partners since our show launch last fall. And drum roll, we're getting hitched. We're putting a ring on it, baby. It's Beyonce official. Sam and Haley are moving in and joining the CityCast family. So what does that mean? You'll hear more of them on the pod and you'll see more of us in the Madison minutes newsletter, a thousand cheers for local journalism, live long and prosper. And speaking of top shelf deals, because we love talking food here on the pod, we are hyped about top chef coming to Madison. They're not saying when or where, but they're coming chef, Kristen Kish, a past winner is the new host of the program. Are you feeling the heat? Well, you may be feeling the rain, and hooray for that! Enough said. That's all for today, here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the condiment connoisseur in your life? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more tales from around the city. And until then, an aphorism. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, say to your mountain, move from here to there, and it will. Ciao. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. It's raining mustard.